It's week 35. Week 35? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a pretty crazy podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... now what are we going to do? Oh, I think it's story time with my wife, Feline, and Canine. Our canine is currently ripping stuffing directly out of a teddy bear's head. It, yeah. It's a lovely, it's a love teddy bear that you got from one of your exes. Ha <laughs> Yep. Anyways. You um, keep your love trophies? <laughs> yep. Then I give them to my dog to rip apart. How could you? Are you ready for a missing person story? Oh, I'm ready for a missing person story. Are we going to find them? No. Wait. Then it wouldn't be a story. <laughs> they were just, you know. <laughs> it would just be a lost and found story. Walking down the street. Walk, like walking down the street. I'm going to try to not be super distracted by Sophie destroying the crap out of this teddy bear. Yeah, but you kind of got to watch, see how she does it. Because it's like... Does she go for the ears? Does she go for the head? Does well, she as long as she the... doesn't eat the stuffing. Well, no, but yeah, I'm going to stop her. No, you can let her play. Okay, I'll let her play. As long as she doesn't eat it. Okay, right. sorry everybody. Um, Sophie and Sam are a big part of this podcast, so. Yeah, they're they're half of this organization. It's true. Sam is the accountant. <laughs> Look at him doing all our work, our taxes. He does our taxes. I've put him in charge of our international oh, organization. All the funds coming in from overseas. Well, we are starting to get some international listeners. So. I know. And all of that money coming in from international ad revenue is coming in. And Sammy's a part of that organization. And what about Sophie? I take care of domestic. Sophie's the looks. Sophie is part of advertising. Yeah, she's the looks. And she is like social media. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. So there we go. That makes sense. There we go. And you're just like the brains. The brains of the operation. And I'm the broad. Yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay, so what do we got? Ooh, excuse me. Well, first of all, I would like to start with my sources. All right, what are your sources? Um, so I did listen to this on two podcasts. So Crime Junkie, I listened to it like whenever it came out two years ago or a year ago. I don't even know. And Vanish Podcast. Vanish. Um, but it's also on Fredericksburg.com, The Charlie Project, TrueCaseFiles.com, FBI.gov, and The Disappear TV Show. Disappear TV Show. But there's like a lot of like shows and, and articles and everything about this case. Okay. This is another one that I tried to find for like a really long time, but I could not like... You have to Google the right things because there's a lot of missing person's cases, obviously. Yes. Um, and I forgot that it took place in Virginia because that actually would have helped if I would have if I would have remembered Fredericksburg. But alas, I finally found it. You found it. Yes. Okay. So we're going to take a little tiny trip back to December of 2017. 2017 time machine. So only a couple years ago. Back in time we're going. Back before the quarantine. Back before the quarantine. Okay. So um, Caitlin Atkins. Okay. A- Akins, maybe. I heard it pronounced a couple of different ways on like the different podcasts and shows, but um, it's A K E N S. All right. So I'm gonna say Akins. Akins sounds good. I am so sorry if anybody listens to this and knows it's different, um, but yeah, just because I heard it a couple of different ways, I'm gonna go with the way that I feel like it we're, might be. We're we're gonna roll with it. And if I say it different ways throughout the show, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, I would like to say that um, this week is Prime Week, and I'm going to try to get a better microphone. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have some good setup, um, but since our offices are currently um, taken over by our work, like yeah. our actual 9 to 5 jobs, um, <laughs> we can't set those up, so I'm going to try to get like a, a better microphone so it's not so echoey, and, and maybe it'll just be a better yeah, all-around sound Yeah, it'll be a better uh, setup for us. So but we'll, we'll talk about more, more of that kind of stuff at the end. Anyways, okay. So, um, Caitlin um, Atkins, she lives in um, Arizona. Arizona. Yes. Zona girl. And she lives there with her girlfriend. Um, they're actually engaged, so I guess it's her fiancé. Okay. Um, and she came home from Arizona to Virginia 
And in Virginia, it is, um, the story takes place near Fredericksburg um, in Spotsylvania. Now, were they recently engaged or were they engaged for a long time? We'll get into that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because... Um, yes, I, they didn't really say too much about the engagement. They do talk about the relationship. Cause, cause I was, I, I'm jumping. You're jumping, you're jumping. I'm jumping to who done (laughs) it. Well, okay. So only Caitlin flew back. Yeah. So the fiance does not have anything to do with this. Okay. It's just, I mean, it's part of the story, but yeah. Fiance definitely has nothing to do with this disappearance. Just spoiler future. Oh, um, but she came back from Arizona by herself um, to spend time with her family because her sister Gabby um, just had a baby. Okay. Uh, like two weeks before this, so like baby. like newborn baby. New baby. Um, and she also came back because um, she was going to start cosmetology school on the following Monday. Okay. And she needed her diploma to do that, um, which her. You know, her mom could have mailed her the diploma, but she was coming back anyways. So yeah. she was like, I'm going to come back and get my diploma. Yeah, might as well. Um, so the year before, that's when she moved to Arizona with her girlfriend, Amber Rios. Um, Amber had lived down the street from her growing up. Um, and then she moved, like, when they were, like, 11 or 12, she moved to Arizona. Um, and they kind of, like, they kept talking and they did, like, a long-distance relationship. But then as soon as Caitlin turned 18, she moved so they were kind of like childhood friends that grew up in that. Yeah, and they must have realized that they had feelings for each other. and well, Through texting and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, they might have visited. I, they didn't say anything yeah. about visiting, but okay, you never know. Um, Sounds good. So, so high school sweethearts, middle school sweethearts, yeah. grow, grow up, get married. Well, um, engaged. And then also, if anybody doesn't know, Fredericksburg is um, in Nova, so northern Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, it is pretty close to D.C., it's not like right next to it, but it's like a, the closest big city to Virginia or to uh, Washington, D.C. and Virginia. You know, like that's not in the D.C. metro area. Yeah. I don't know if I explained that properly, but like if you look at a map, there's like D.C. and then there's like Fredericksburg. Yep. So um, and Fredericksburg is also between um, like Richmond and D.C., and actually, our friend's a, a firefighter there. Yeah. Um, anyways, so... Boop, boop, boop. But this takes place in, like, Spotsylvania slash Fredericksburg slash, um, like... So it's a kind of, like, a big area that this takes place in. But, so before Caitlin came back to visit, she was consistently in contact with her family. Like, they... Like, the distance didn't really matter. They talked on the phone multiple times a day. She was very close to her sister, very close to her mom. And, um, you know, since we're kind of, like, removed from our family, it's kind of the same thing. Like, we talk to our family at least once a day. Yeah. You know, I talk to my mom on the phone a couple times a week. You talk to your mom on the phone, you know, yeah. every day. But you talk to your dad a couple times a week. It's it's a very similar thing. Um, and, like, so it wasn't like the distance was, you know, putting a strain on the relationship at all. So, in high school, Caitlin was extremely book smart. Um, she actually ended up graduating two years early. Okay. Um, so, she did her junior and senior year, like, her freshman and sophomore year. She decided that she wanted to, um, like, really accelerate it. And not that she was, like, going to college early or anything. She just had enough credits and figured why not. Yeah. So, um, after graduation, it was like three years after graduation, that's when she decided she wanted to go to cosmetology school. Um, you know, I guess she probably just worked for a couple of years and decided, you know, what am I going to do with my life? And she decided she wanted to do cosmetology. Well, that's that's pretty good because, yeah. you know, she get, she graduates early. She gets maybe, let's say, two years working mm-hmm. experience. Then she's, you know, the same year as she would have graduated but she has two years of working experience. Yeah, it's true. And then she decides, hey, I want to go to cosmetology school. And then she, you know, would, would get a degree in cosmetology. Mm-hmm. And and I think the other interesting thing is, like, when a lot of times when kids are, like, really, really smart and they graduate early, they're like, oh, they're going to go to college early. Yeah, that's um, not always the... But, like, clearly she wanted to do cosmetology, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Like, she just wanted to finish high school early, and she liked to do hair and makeup, and they said yeah. like she was always doing her friends and family's hair and nails and makeup. It's, and It's like a... It's like art school. Yeah. 
Except, like, functional art school. <laughs> yeah. It's like one where you're definitely going to get a job. Well, yeah, but also that you can see the results and, like, people are, like, thankful for Yeah. Like, you know, it's like a service industry that is, like... It's like culinary arts only. Yeah, for the I, face. I, <laughs> well, I feel like it's even more likely that you're going to get a job in cosmetology because, like, um, even if you get, like, a job at, like you know, master cuts or whatever, like the cheap place, like you can always like work your way up and build a clientele base that way. Yeah, if you're good at it, um, you'll get there. Culinary arts, I know it's hard to like kind of break into that field, but oh, like yeah. with these trade schools, I feel like cosmetology is definitely a good one. And I actually was going to do it for a long while, but I teeter-tottered so many times that it yeah. just didn't happen. Um, and also I don't think I could handle people like yelling at me for like their hair not coming out exactly the way that they imagine it in their head. It's, it's really tough. Yeah. When you have a vision for someone and it's like, this would look so much better on this person the way I want to do it. Like, like objectively. Yeah. Like even if you have an idea and objectively yours is a better idea mm -hmm. than what they want or also, but you have to do what they want like if i was going into a place and i like had an idea of what i wanted in my head but i don't explain it directly yeah and then the like the stylist does something different because that's what they thought that i meant that's another problem and then there's sometimes you can't go back yeah or like if i said i want pink hair and somebody made my hair vibrant pink and i was thinking more pastel pink that's yeah. like a communication error but that's a big or mauve yeah, yeah. like but anyway, so she was so excited yeah. to go to cosmetology school. Yeah, so that's good. So on Thursday, she meets up with some high school friends. Um, but the reunion, like the friend, like it went on a lot longer. Like they drank. They they might have done some other things. Partying, um, yeah. Yeah, partying. They didn't say anything about drugs or anything. But like maybe. Like they might yeah, have done some weed or, you know, nothing crazy. Um, weed, please. And they ended up, she ended up staying overnight and they like took her home the next day. Um, and then she was totally fine after that. Um, we're going to come back to the party though. Um, so I said that she needed, yeah, she needed her diploma so that she could complete registration for art, for um, cosmetology school. Yeah. Um, which in 2017, they should be able to verify that she graduated high school without needing an actual like piece of paper, but... Some of these places. <laughs> no, you'd be surprised. Um, so, Saturday morning... Okay, so so this was Thursday night. She hung out with a party. So then, like, Friday, I guess she came back and just, like, had a normal day with her family. And then Saturday morning was the day that she was going to leave. Um, her flight was set to take off, I think it was at 5.40 p.m. Um, okay. From Washington, D.C. Right. From the Reagan International Airport. And... Um, I'm going to get into the geography because me and you have been to D.C. before, so we can kind of talk it out a little bit. Yep. Um, and then anybody else can pull up a map and, and kind of like go through that whenever I talk about it. Um, so Saturday morning, she spends time with her nephew, um, who's, you know, brand new baby. No babe. And um, since her mom works weekends, um, the one thing I saw, it was that it was at Wawa. No. Oh. <laughs> And I was like, hey, we have Wawa. We have Wawa. It's not as good as Sheets, but <clears throat> continuing on. So, <laughs> um, but since she works weekends, she couldn't take Caitlin to the airport. Because, again, Spotsylvania um, is about an hour away from D.C. So it's a two-hour round trip, you know, kind of situation. But um, they decided, she asked her ex-husband, James Brandon... Um, to take Caitlin to the airport, and he was okay with taking her, and she was excited to see him. The reason that it's her ex-husband, um, but and not Caitlin's dad. So Caitlin's dad left when they were toddlers. Yeah. Um, but her mom got remarried in two thousand and five to to James, and they were together for six years. So like that's kind of who you know Caitlin grew up with. Caitlin and Gabby grew up with him as their father. Okay. Um, and he still. Like, they were still on good terms. Like, the mom and dad. Or the mom and stepdad. Yeah, so it's kind of stepdadish. Yeah, it's a very... It's still six a stepdad step, relationship. Six-year stepdad. And it was the only, like, male figure they really had in their life. You yeah. know, for... You know, like, a dad figure. And, like, he still showed up for, like, holidays and birthdays. And they still talked That's occasionally. Good. Yeah. Good for him. And her. So, um... James... 
yeah, they, he helped them with homework, vacations. Like, he was a very good um, dad figure, you know. But then whenever they broke up, they probably lost some, some contact because, some contact, yeah. you know. Um, and I actually listened to the, I think it was on the Vanished podcast. Um, you know, she said that their relationship wasn't, like, anything, like, crazy. Like, they didn't break up because of, like, abuse or anything like that. It just yeah. broke up. It happens. So... Lisa drops Caitlin off at um, James's house in Spotsylvania. Or it's actually Partlow, which I guess is near Spotsylvania. Um, this is all like kind of like foresty country, like okay. woodsy. I mean, it's called Spotsylvania, so yeah. <laughs> something woods. woods. Yeah. Spots is woods. Spots is woods. <laughs> that guy spots. That guy spot. He owned woods. Um, so this is 60 miles from the airport. So it's about an hour, you know, if there's no traffic. Yeah. Which, <laughs> D.C. traffic on a Saturday. There's going to be traffic. There's going to be traffic. Um, and it's noted that James is an insurance agent and he had to work later that day. Um, so he had to take Caitlin to the airport early to ensure that she is back in time. Um, also, I thought it was interesting because, like, it's insure and he, like, she, he has to ensure that she's back on time, but he was an insurance agent and they are different words and people don't realize this, but insure has to deal completely with insurance mm-hmm. and insure is like to make sure somebody does something. There's your little grammar lesson. Hey, don't be teaching these kids nothing. <laughs> That's my other podcast. No, no. <laughs> Um, so Caitlin was like, okay, that's fine. Like I'll go to the airport, um, like four hours early and I'll just buy time there. It's, it's hard for like airports because like, you know, it's boring, but like there's still restaurants and shit inside that you can hang out and shop and stuff. But, um, so her, her mom gets a text from her saying that she was dropped off at the airport. Um, like James texts her and says like, I dropped her off and Caitlin texts her mom saying, um, that her phone was dying, and that she will talk to her later. Okay. At the same time, Amber, her fiancé in Arizona, gets a different message saying that Caitlin wasn't going to get on the flight and is um, waiting on a different one, but that was the only flight that was going to Arizona. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, like there was something wrong with the flight or something. Oh. Um, Lisa calls her family about the change of plans, but like no texts were returned from, from Caitlin, like, hey, like, what's yeah. going on? Like, I can just imagine my mom, if I was like, oh, sorry, my phone's going to die and my plane is changing. Like, she would flip the fuck out. Yep. Um, so, on her way home from work, Lisa texts James and asks, like, well, where did you drop her off? This is where things get really fucking weird. So, he goes, actually, I didn't drop her off at the airport. I dropped her off at Springfield Mall. What? Yeah. Um, she, apparently Caitlin told him that she wanted dropped off and she wanted to kill time before the flight because it was so far in advance. Yeah. Um, but the weird thing about this is that the Springfield Mall, like, none of them have ever heard of. Like, it's, like, just, like, a random mall on the way to D.C. And, um, she had, had not ridden the Metro since she was a little girl. Yeah. Okay, so then um, Caitlin's mom keeps trying to, like, send text messages, but there's, like, no reply at all. And then finally, um, she gets a message from Caitlin, which says she's with a friend, um, but she needs to get some, she needs some time alone. Hmm. And the weird thing is, is that these texts were, like, back-to-back texts rather than just one long text. Yeah. Which, um... Yeah, I send back-to-back texts. Oh, yeah, me too. And then someone else might send one. Yeah. Long texts. So there's, like, different style of text texting. Right. And her mom was, like, immediately, uh, Lisa was like, this was very weird because she would always send one text. Yeah, so you know the type of person that sends. Right. Like, there's times that even if I'm sending, like, a really long text, I'll send, like, a couple of like and really long co- texts. A correction to like it's like your. Yeah, she said the only time she would ever get a double text back is if it was a correction to like a spelling word. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm the type of person that will send both long text messages and short ones like back to back, but um, I definitely have people that I know that only do, you know, yeah. one text. 
So, and, and you know this, like, you know that person's style and, um, it's kind of hard to replicate that if you don't know their style. Like I could probably do yours, but yeah, <laughs> even weird things like, it's kind of like handwriting at a, a certain point because for instance, whenever I type out words, like I never put a period at the end of the sentence, but I put, I do periods, you know, between sentences yeah. So, like, it's just kind of, like, a different style. Anyways. So, Amber, at the same time, again, like, right at the, around the same time, gets a Facebook message saying she couldn't come back to Arizona because she had cheated on her. Oh. At the same time she sent the text messages? Well, like, around the same time frame. Yeah. But why not just send a text message saying I cheated on you? Yeah. Or, like, you know, that that's how I'm communicating with you, mm-hmm. like, at at the time. So, just finish up, up why I'm... There is a theory behind this. Okay. But, like, it's that's kind of one of the weird, weird yeah. things. Uh, the family did not seem to notice anything weird, you know, up to this point. Like, she seemed like a totally normal, you know, oh, I'm going to get on a flight, I'm going to miss you guys, I'm excited to start cosmetology school. Like, everything seemed... Completely normal the days before. Yeah. So, um, they said, you know, maybe like a friend picked her up from the mall or the airport or wherever she's at, but Caitlin never mentioned meeting a friend. Okay. Um, and they don't know why she said that she wanted to catch the Metro because she had never done so before. Yeah. To be fair, the Metro DC is not very difficult. We figured it out pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, Especially somebody who graduated high school two years early and has, you know, flown to Arizona and, yep. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like she could figure it out. The, her mom was like, I don't think she would have figured it out. And I'm like, um, yeah, I feel like she probably could have figured it out. It's made for, you know, everybody. There's too. like a whole map on the wall where you can figure out where you're yeah, going. Like, <laughs> blue line goes on blue line, matches, right. matches and up like, with blue line. They're going to the airport. It's not like they're going to a weird stop. Yeah. So like that kind of, that part actually kind of irritated me a little bit. I like her mom a lot and like nothing in the, like I felt, I feel very bad for her mom, but like, I was like, cut, cut her some slack. She is a smart, smart girl. Yeah. She can figure out the, one of the easiest metros I've ever experienced. Yeah. So, well, I mean, the Pittsburgh quote metro is... Eh, I mean, I got lost on the Pittsburgh metro, that one's... Well, well that's because the there's one that goes, like, two ways. Like, Well, yeah, the it, blue line splits off. Yeah, and then the red line splits Instead off. Instead of calling it, like, the purple the green line. green and the purple, yeah. It's like, why, why isn't oh, it, like, yeah. Okay, all right, <laughs> I, I retract my statement. Yeah, but the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh tea only goes in the South Hills. Yeah. But there's the red, the blue, but there should make the South Hills Village one should be the purple line. Yeah, there should be like four colors or something <laughs> like that. And there was the brown line, but they cut that, which we're not even going to go into the brown line. Cut the brown line. <laughs> no, not the brown line. Oh, my God. But anyways, so, um, yeah, so that's the only part that I didn't like what her mom said was like she couldn't figure out the metro. I'm I'm pretty sure she could. She just navigated yep. through two airports to get to you. Yeah. But anyways, Lisa seems like a very sweet lady. I'm not saying anything bad against her. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. cut your daughter some slack. Anyways, so her mom goes to the police and the police were like, listen, she's 19. She can run away if she wants to. Yeah, and she hasn't been gone for... Yeah, you haven't been gone very long, which... Um, one of the big misconceptions is a missing person case doesn't need to take 24 hours. But there's yet, not good... But there's reason no reason to, to say, expect. especially because she had texted, you know, her, her fiance saying, why she's, I cheated. Yeah. yeah. And she texted her mom saying that she was with a friend and needed some time alone. So yeah. at that point, like it is shady, but it's not like she went missing, um, with like her car keys still in her car and yeah, it's, it's a different type of missing. I'm not saying that it's okay, but I'm saying that if you're po- the police, I would be like, well, maybe she you can't did want to. Resources yeah, maybe she didn't want to get lost, especially if she said she cheated on her fiance and then she said she's with a friend and she needs some time alone. Those yeah. are three sta- statements that are saying I'm not lost. Yep. And what police is going to be like, oh, she double texted? Like, that's, you know, because what if she forgot to say that in the first text? Yep. Anyways, um, so. 
her mom contacts the, the local police on Monday morning. And they do assign a, um, a detective. Yeah. I'm sorry that I keep saying um so much. <laughs> um what? Um... Um, anyways. <laughs> um, ways. Um, ways. So her mom, again, gets a detective on the case, but while she's at the place filling out the missing place, rep- the missing place report, <laughs> missing persons report, um, they... <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to make fun of you, Mary. Now I'm going to say I'm um, every two seconds. Yeah. So while she's at the police station, yeah. they discover Caitlin's luggage in a drainage ditch. Oh, no. On River Road. Oh, no. Which is 50 miles away from the airport, but oh. not far away from her um, hometown. So she didn't make it that far. Which is weird because her stepfather said that she he had dropped her off at the mall, right? Yeah. So now he's the So <laughs> the contents of her um, suitcase... It included her wallet with both of her debit cards. Oh, no. Her ID, her yeah. phone charger. It also had a missing wheel or a broken wheel. Okay. Like when it was thrown from the car. Yeah. Her phone, diploma, and clothes were missing. Hmm. It's a weird thing to go missing. Yeah. Not like the cash that's in her wallet, but you know. Yeah, her diploma being weird. Yeah. Like. So Rob Marshall's the detective on the case, and he was, like, just interviewing family to see if there's anything going on. You know, like, any signs that there'd be anything weird. Yeah. And he got a statement from James saying that the last, and he was the last person to see her, known person. And he dropped her off at 1 p.m. at JCPenney, and he had to go to work at 345. Yeah. Which makes sense time-wise, because... If you're going to make it back, like, that gives, like, that puts you at, like, 2, 2.30, you know, depending on traffic. Yep. So then, Detective Marshall requests footage from the mall in the metro um, and the airport. So, all the places that she's supposed to be. And then, something really crazy happens. Pretty crazy? Pretty crazy. A few miles from where the suitcase is, there's a body of a young woman, about 20 oh, years no. old, blonde with tattoos. no. Um, and doo, 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 doo. she matches the, the description. Mm. It's not her. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> How could you do that? Um, her name's Heather Saccone. And, um, since like she grew up near Caitlin's family, but she was actually murdered, which is another terrible story. Yes, I'm sure. Yes. But it was like a bad drug deal. Oh. A bad marijuana drug deal, which is like the dumbest sort of yeah, bad drug kill deal. Yeah, someone over. Uh, but like, yeah, the guy since then, he's in jail. Like yeah. he was found out he was in jail um, because they were thinking this could be a serial killer because yeah. Caitlin's 19, blonde, tattoos, you know, yeah. a couple of miles away from a suitcase. Like that's very shady. Um, so at the time, everybody was flipping out saying like, oh my God, this could be a serial killer. Yep. But it turns out that yeah, her kill, her death was a completely different death. It was unrelated. Ever since then, like they, they have said it does not connect. But at the time, the detectives were trying to determine if there was any connection. But there was nothing that they could see that would connect them together, except for that they were both the same type of person. Which to me, that doesn't mean it's not necessarily a serial killer. Serial killers can pick up somebody from a parking lot. You know what yep. I mean? Like yep. they don't have to be connected. Uh, they also searched the Rappahannock, the Rappahannock River, um, which was really close to where the luggage was found, but they didn't see anything in the river. Um, so then hmm. the detective is like, well, let me go talk to the friends. So they were drinking and playing card games. And then one thing led to another, and she actually did have a threesome with them. Oh, really? So she okay. did cheat on her girlfriend. Oh, she did? Fiance. Shit. Um, Caitlin's friend mentioned that there was a lot of regret between like both parties. Like they had talked about it and they just were like, "Mm." and they had been friends for a long time, but like nothing like that had happened before. Yeah. Now in a different, in, in the one podcast I listened to, I think it was the Vanish podcast. Um, they interviewed one of her other best friends who was a guy and he said like, they were kind of like a weird couple that like seduced her, but that's kind of like a, he said, she said type of thing. Like clearly she... 
and I guess like he thought they may have like kind of put her under the influence of doing a threesome. Oh. But if they're all drinking and they're all Yeah. It's hard to assess blame, especially because like you know, the but they didn't Nothing they did happen to this, but this is another reason that, like, maybe she wanted to... Yeah, like, she felt guilty her life or, and, yeah, and took But, like, that's on. a big thing that, like, Amber got that text or that Facebook message saying, like, hey, I cheated on you. I can't come back. Yeah. Because she did cheat on her. Yeah. So that might have actually been her sending those messages. And, and like, not to be... I mean, I don't know this is true, but if it was a threesome... I don't know if she was a lesbian or if she was bi. Yeah. Like, what if, like, her being with a man maybe, like, threw into, like, a personality crisis? Yeah, that's possible. Or if she thought she was, you know... Because she's been with, with this person yeah. emotionally, maybe, for... Since she was 12 or whatever. Um, since she, yeah. she's known... Well, she might have dated other people. She might have, but... But I'm just saying that that's kind of, like, another thought that I had was, like, if she would have cheated on her with another girl, maybe that would have been you know, different, but she cheated on with a girl and a guy, and maybe that was, like, kind of, like, an identity crisis. Uh, but maybe she was bi, and it didn't matter at all. Maybe. Yeah, you know. I don't know. Um, and we don't know what she was like, you know, back home either. Like, maybe they had an open really. They didn't say anything about an open relationship, but, like, maybe she cheated on her back in Arizona also. Yeah. Um, but shit happens, and that's no reason to blame, you know, Caitlin. It's, it happens. And she clearly was going to fess up to Amber if that's the message she sent, if it was her that sent the message. Yep. Um, so they go on a social media and, like, they find another message to her friend in, like, the wee hours of the night. And her message to her friend said, like, I don't want to be in Arizona and I don't want to be in Virginia either. Hmm. So it's kind of like, a, you know, did she go missing on purpose? Like, it kind of brings back the question of, did she go missing on purpose? Yeah. But they got some undercover marshals to stake out, like, her friends and family. But, like, nobody saw anything. Like, nobody saw her, like, showing up to a friend's house or, you know, somewhere she would be hiding. And, like, they did this undercover. So it's not like they had to, like... Yeah. People didn't know that they were being watched necessarily. Uh, The detective finally gets the footage from, you know, the airport, the mall, and the metro... Okay. And there is nothing on there about Caitlin, James's car, James, nothing. Huh. Not there at all. So he didn't drop her off. He did not drop her off. Huh. And he said he dropped her off at the front door or something. He some... said he dropped her off near JCPenney. Yeah, by like the At front... one o'clock. But so he told her mom that he dropped her off at the airport. He told the police that he dropped her off at JCPenney. He did tell her mom that he dropped her off at the mall also. Yeah. But, like, that was after she said she dropped her off at the airport. Yeah. Now, there could have been a chance, if the security footage was different, that she said, don't tell mom you dropped me off here. Yeah. She'd be mad that I got dropped off, not where I was supposed to be. Yeah. That's true. Again, like... She'd worry about me. I feel like Lisa sounds a little bit like my mom, and I sound a little bit like Caitlin. And I could see me telling, like, my dad, like, yeah, don't just, tell mom you, you dropped me off here, yeah, but yeah, I'll just, get there. But it's very strange that he did not show up on any security footage. Yeah. Um, so he was supposed to come in for a polygraph. He agreed and everything and was scheduled for December 29th. But then um, James called in and said he was not going to do the polygraph because his lawyer said not to. Um, and that he was being looked at as a suspect. Now. Well, yeah. This is where I start getting annoyed with people in missing person cases or, or murder cases. If you are asked to do a polygraph test and you're number one, you should get a lawyer. Yep. Once you're asked to do a polygraph test, you can try to do it, but if you fail it, you're going to look at like you're, you're, you failed it. If you pass it, great. But yeah. It doesn't meet polygraph tests are not conclusive. Like they should not be used anymore. Yeah. I don't understand. And, like, I feel like if I was in this situation where, like, you went missing. Yeah. And they asked me, your wife, to go under, like, to have a polygraph. And if I fail it or if it comes back inconclusive, then I'm looked at even more so. Yeah, and they're and my, wasting. Yeah, and my lawyer says, do not do it. Guess what? I'm not going to fucking do it. Yeah. 
Even if you're innocent. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I probably wouldn't do it regardless. So I'm on the record here saying... Yeah. If I choose not to do a polygraph, it's not because I'm guilty, but it's because they're not conclusive. They're very faulty at best. Yeah. And it's a good way to be like, oh, well, you're not a suspect, but let's clear you off. It's just, it's completely aggravating. And it depends, one, very, very much so on how intelligent the reader is of the polygraph and also you know it it could also be a a psychopath could could pass it i could pass one yeah maybe i'm not a psychopath but But it gets to that point where like what is this polygraph really gonna do yeah so is it gonna bring her back no probably not right and it doesn't make him more or less of a suspect in my opinion yeah i think all the other stuff that's about to come is what makes him a suspect okay yeah so he also said, like, I feel like you're looking at me as a suspect. And the detective was like, I didn't look at him as a suspect. Yes, you did. You're, of course, going to look at the last person who saw her alive and who clearly lied about where they dropped her off as, as a suspect. Yeah. Don't, don't play stupid with me. Yeah. As soon as, <laughs> the only way he's, he can clear himself is that camera, mm-hmm. her getting out of the car, walking into JCPenney, and safe and sound, away. and yeah. him driving away. But that doesn't But that happen. didn't happen. He's unlucky. He's, he's left holding, quote, holding the bag. And right now, he's the only suspect because her mother was at work. Her fiance is in Arizona, 3,000 fucking miles Supposedly. away. Well, she was there. Well, yeah. But... <laughs> and then, um, like, the people that she had slept with, like, they weren't, like, everybody had, at, like, they were working or they were doing something. Yeah. yeah. He's the only one who seems a little suspicious at this point. So, of course, I'd be like, you're looking at me as a suspect. Yeah. So they did get a warrant to search his house and the swampland behind his house. Oh, he's got swampland. Yeah, he has 10 acres in Partlow. Oh, um, they're not going to find... Oh, God. Yeah, even if she... Yeah. <laughs> 10 acres is a lot of acres. Yeah, and swampland is a lot of... Is yeah. like four times as hard to search if that... Yeah. If not more. I mean, even... So remember when we did the, the duck hunting case? Yep. And they buried him under the swamp yep. water? Yep. Like, that's going to be all... Like, because you're not going to notice, like, a wet patch of water underneath a swampy... So, I mean, that's something that, that I've thought of, too. But they seized his electronics, PC, cell phone. Um, they did forensics on the vehicle. They searched the property, but there's nothing found. Yeah. Cause... The other weird thing they said is that the cell phone did have encryption on it, and he will not let them know how to unencrypt, unencrypt of it. Of course, yeah. You shouldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't let them... Even if you're innocent. Yeah. Because, all right, you, you, go to, you go to one site that is unrelated, was not yeah, legal or whatever. Like, well, they bust you for that. So they, there's two options here. Either he knows what happened and he's covering for her. Yeah. Or he did something. That's kind of where it's at at this point. Yeah. Or he's innocent and he just well. James' phone was also no close to DC. Not no close. No close to DC. No close. It was it was pinging off the Partlow Tower where he lived, and it was close to where her phone was. So the phones never left that area. Okay. Um. That's why it's kind of like. Yeah. Is if they if they get that that kind of data, then right. That's fine. Um. And she was sending. They were both sending text from the airport, but it was from his house. Yeah. So he could have had both phones sitting there and he's texting, you know? Yeah, yeah. So Lisa confronted James and he didn't even respond to, you know, what she said. Um, they said Caitlin would never go missing without being in touch. She was very clingy. She enjoyed everything in life. Like, she really loved her family. Um, she had a brand new nephew, you know. She got a brand new nephew. Um, and this is where it stops. Really? Yeah, so, so that's where we are. There's only one one little thing left is her sister um has a different theory which it could be because like she has the same stepdad and she, you know, loves him and everything. She said that she thinks that her sister might have found somebody online. Yeah. And um met up with them. Yeah. Mm. But since they didn't communicate on her primary account, she also had encrypted messages. Mm. They can't mm. see what those messages are. So they think maybe yeah. this person either helped her disappear. But, like, the thing is, is that James knows what happened up yeah. to a certain point at his house. So the scenarios are he killed her. Yeah. 
But why? She wouldn't sleep with him or something, or like he, she owed him money. She, I know, but I there's, know. there's like there's unlimited... no sign of like them ever being sexually abused by him. Yeah, I mean, but how did he know about the affair? So they could say like, well, maybe she told him about the affair on the yeah and he took his chance and and he might have shot his shot like shoot shoot his shot shoot his shoot shoot his shoot shot at his shot his shot and it didn't work out yeah. or maybe um he got mad that she had an affair or maybe um maybe somebody picked him up picked her up from his house yeah but then the and she left it, she left her phone and yeah, but she took her diploma, but not her ID. I know, yeah. That's kind of where it's weird. Like, if you're going to take the diploma... Take your ID. And take your wallet, ID. Because if you're going to start a new life, you're not going to use the same name that's on your diploma. Yeah, what good's your diploma? Yeah, it's not going to do... Like, it's the same name that's on your diploma. As yeah, on you're your gonna, you, if you're going to start a new life, either you have good forged documents. Yeah. In which case, you don't, you don't need... Yeah, your diploma. Your diploma, because you have... A forger that's gonna and maybe i mean maybe she got to james's house and this friend picked her up and then things went bad from there yeah oh and the other weird thing is is that james called off work that night oh really yeah i forgot to mention that in there mm. so he never went to work mm. so he dropped her off dropped her off in quotations yep and then went to work quote well but the dumb thing is, is that, like, he didn't go to work, and you can prove that, and he didn't drop her off, and you can prove that. Yeah. So some questions I had was, so when we stayed in D.C., we stayed in at Pentagon City. Yep. We went to the Ritz-Carlton there. Mm, yes. Yes, it was an interesting experience. <laughs> the first place that somebody called me Mr. or called me Mrs. Schnur. Yes. Um... <laughs> But there's a mall at the, you know, the mall right next to where we stayed at the Ritz. Yeah, there's like, like the this, four story. Yeah, the Fashion Center Mall is what it's called. That one is right across the street from the Metro. Okay, yeah. And yeah. it's very, 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 it's like the closest thing to the airport. Because the airport is literally like right across the, the water from that. Yeah. Now, I looked up Franconia. It's the Franconia Springfield Metro. Um, it's a half a mile walk from the, from the mall. Okay. So if he would have just driven, like, literally it was a three-minute difference to just stay on the, the one road and go to Pentagon City rather than get off and go into Springfield. Yeah. If he would have just taken her to Pentagon City, then it was only one stop. It was a shorter, a shorter metro ride, and it's closer to the airport, so she has more time to get there. Yeah. It just didn't make sense to me why it would be that mall rather than the, the one in Pentagon City. Mm. So that was also another weird thing for me. Um, so she had an affair at the Ritz. <laughs> the Ritz would know. They know everything about oh, everybody. Yes. No, no, they're very discreet. <sighs> well, that's true. Okay, so the problem I have is that she looks very different in every single picture you see of her. Mm. I'm going to post a few of them, but she looks different to me in every single one. And she's a cosmetologist, so like her hair is different in all of them. Her makeup's different in all of them. But she does... Um, this is the... Um, so she's still, this is an active missing persons case. Yeah. So if anybody has any information, um, Caitlin is now 24 years old. She's 5'4", and she was 122 pounds at the time. She had a small frame, so she's probably going to stick around that weight, I would say. Yeah. Um, she's a Caucasian female, blonde hair, blue eyes. Um, she had a tattoo of five butterflies on her left forearm and a tattoo of three red stars bursting out of the top of her foot. Um... She wears eyeglasses with dark frames, but that could change with the years. Like <laughs> That doesn't matter. Um, her nose and navel are pierced, and the right side of her lower lip is pierced. And she has gauged ears. She was last seen in the vicinity of Oak Crest Drive in Parlow, Virginia. Okay. So if anybody knows anything, the FBI is... That's from, that was the description from the FBI website. Oh. So if anybody knows anything... Call somebody. <laughs> yep. Be a female body inspector. Contact the FBI. It's very specific tattoos. Um, they're kind of like basic tattoos, like stars and yeah, you lots know. lots of people would have them. But, but they're very specific on like the location of her body, and yeah. there's pictures of them as well. Well, and I think the combination with the piercings would be mm -hmm. like yeah. while those piercings are well, yeah, and even if you take those piercings out, like you can see that my lip was pierced, and you can still see the hole. Yeah. 
Um, and my nose is piercing. You can still see the hole. But gauges, you would still see. Yeah. So, I mean, even if she took the piercings out, you could still see um, piercing holes. Yeah. So, um, and if any friends have any ideas of what's going on with her, like... You know, Help it's, her it's, out. it's great that you're, you know, protecting somebody, but it's not great that somebody is yeah, her, missing. Her family at least deserves to see her, even if her, yeah. if she doesn't want to see her fiancé anymore. But Exactly. Her family. Or whoever. Yeah. Her fiancé has already moved on. I mean, some people were saying that that's not right, but at the same time, the last thing she heard was that her girlfriend cheated on her, or her fiancé cheated on her, and then went missing. It's a lot to handle. It is a lot to handle. And people grieve differently, and she moved on, and yeah. I. That's that. I don't blame her. I just. Yep. People. Some people need to latch on to another person. Some yep. people need to. Latch Especially on if to you MMR. were friends, you know, yep. dating friends or whatever for eight years or however long it was. That's that's a big deal. Yep. So that is the story of Caitlin, Atkins or Akins. Um, yeah, missing person cases always bum me oh, out, though. Oh, man, yeah. I'm hoping she just started a new life somewhere. Yeah, and I'm hoping it's, like, as an artiste in Paris. Yeah, I hope that James was just like, listen, you know, I'll vouch for you. Yeah, then... Go start your life. And maybe he's still in contact. The only thing that they said, this was a one more little bit, was he was the only person to not text her when everybody else was texting her to see where she was. So he knows where she's at. Yeah. He knows whether she's dead or alive. He knows if she's with friends. He knows if she's in his backyard. So. Yeah. Let's hope for the best. I'm saying 70% backyard. Yeah. 30% free and on the run. The, uh, the thing about him not going into work that night. Yeah. That's kind of what kills me. Backyard. Yeah. Not that I'm a pessimist or anything. I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic, but it's I been I mean, I am a pessimist, but it's yeah. been... I know. Sorry to bring y'all down. But now, it's time to turn that frown upside down. It's time for Jason's Corner. Jason's Corner. Here we go. Jason's Corner. This week... It's going to be directed by Melissa because she has, what, a psychological test? Well, there's two because one's short. Yeah. You're going to psychologically test me. Yeah. See how I'm crazy. But both of us, we're both going to take these journeys Okay, we're going to take this magical journey. So these are called um, relational psychological tests. Relational. Where, like, you go through, like, a journey and, like, the things that you choose. Visualize. Yeah, it's visualization. Are you ready? Yeah. So, imagine that you're at the front of a castle. A castle. <laughs> We're going to do this together, too. Is there a dragon on the castle? Wait. Wait. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so you are at a, a castle. Yes. You are at the front door of the castle. Mm-hmm. How do you imagine the front door? All right, so it's it's curved, okay, like archway. Mm-hmm. It's got two big door knockers on it. Okay, and the, does the doors ha- do the doors have anything on them, or are they just plain doors? They got like four rivets in each each door. Mm, so very industrial looking. Yeah, so they're like big with wooden planks, and if I if I were to go go stand next to them, I think this door was like twenty feet tall. Okay, fair. So it's like big and like to get to it it's like across a moat okay so it's hard to get to the doors yeah so for me i agree with the moat but then when you get up there like very intricate doors like do you remember that door from like our engagement pictures that had like all the ornate little like yeah so kind of like a churchy door churchy door like a, a cathedral with like griffins and shit not necessarily just like swirls and oh like, yeah like a like a very ornate door yeah but okay. also very large yeah um okay no mine's just simple wood planks okay so you pass the door of the castle and realize that there is no soul it is deserted lost soul <laughs> who wrote this there is no soul it no is soul. dessert <laughs> 
It is just dessert. Yes! <laughs> candy everywhere. The candy man chair. Okay, so you get into the door and you realize that there's nobody there and it's completely deserted. What yep. do you see? What is the first thing you see? And like you, as soon as you walk through the door. Oh god, this is bad. I just see. So I, I picture me opening the door, mm-hmm. and I see like three dead bodies. Oh Jesus! Well, well, you go into a castle, and it's open, and you just see like yeah, but they said slain it's, soldiers. They said it's deserted. That would mean no dead people either. Okay, but we'll go with dead people for you. That's fine. Oh, <laughs> that's what you, that's what you see. Well, deserted can mean dead people, right? I think that not means... in my definition, but I guess well, yours. Okay, so in mine, I see three three wise men dead. My God, I see like a bunch of different doorways, and like one is kind of like the Great Hall in Harry Potter, like right ahead of me. Okay, that's that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you look around and you find a staircase, and you dec- decide to climb the stairs. Oh, what I'm does done. the staircase look like? All right, so it's spiral staircase because mm-hmm. you know up one of the pillars. Yeah. And uh, like spiral, as in like like completely spiral, like you have to walk. Yeah. Like in circles, kind of. In circles, not not like uh, you have to walk in a tight circle. Okay. Like wound. Okay, like a wound staircase. Yeah, not like a. Like a grand entrance. Not like one. a C, yeah. Like I more, see the more C. More like ones. a curly, more like a curly fry. What are they made out of? They're made. They're made out of uh, cobblestone. Cobblestone. Okay. Yeah. So kind of like a cottagey feel. Yeah. So mine are um, like grand, like ivory, Ooh. like C shaped. They killed a million elephants to make well, your castle. I guess, I guess marble. I guess marble would <laughs> okay, be marble. Marble staircase. Uh, you know how hard that is? Oh, that's, that's pretty ornate. You're just like in a mythical universe. Listen, I watch a lot of I know. <laughs> okay, after you climb the stairs, you reach a small room in which there is only one window. How big is it? All right, so... It's going to look out over the drop. Drawbridge, right? Well, we're oh. not we're not to that point, but okay, you can keep going. Well, I'm just saying. Okay, so it overlooks the, the drawbridge. Yeah, because that's where I am once I go up into the room. Okay, that's fine. And so it's pretty big freaking window. So it's. What's it shaped like? It's it's um like a bishop's hat. You know, like point like. The fuck does a bishop's hat look like? Well, it it's like. <laughs> You don't know what a bishop's hat looks like? All right, so it's like... Sorry, I'm Catholic and I don't know what a bishop Wow. <laughs> All right, so it's like... I know what a pope hat looks like. Yeah, it's like a pope hat. Oh, okay. Okay. Jeez. Okay, so my I think my window is kind of like a big bay window. Okay. But it overlooks like a forest. Okay. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. Okay, you go down the stairs and you're back in the area where you first entered the castle. Yep. You go ahead and find a door to the rear of the building. Yeah. You open it and you go onto a yard. What does the yard look like? The yard, my yard opens up into a forest. Oh, okay. So you, when you open the door, it's a forest. Yeah. So like the front way I came was like an open, open yard. Like a barren. Oh, okay. Was a barren like battlefield mm-hmm. that I just came in. And like, then I go into the drawbridge. And then it opens back end into a forest. Okay, fair. Okay. So um, the forest was on the one side of the castle for me. The back of the castle is going to be like this really ornate garden with like shrubs and like cobblestone and like flowers and shit. No, see, I have little like cottages there for like villagers and stuff. Like, oh, in the back of the, that's fun. In the back of like, you know. Okay, the so these are the results for this one. Okay. The door represents your attitude to new experiences. If you imagined a simple everyday door, you're probably are not afraid of new challenges. Um, if you chose a big... Okay, well, I didn't choose either of those. <laughs> so I guess my new experience is that they're, like, challenging but intricate. You don't like new challenges, Melly. They didn't even mention. <laughs> I thought it was a very pretty door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so inside the castle... Dead people. <laughs> the space inside the castle is the idea you believe others have to, ha- you believe others to have of you. I see dead people. So, 
Um, Barren and dead people. Literally none of these match what you've said. So we got to kind of <laughs> All right, let's improvise. figure out what that means. Yeah. So yours means... With I, like people impaled. I guess it means that you're afraid of, you know, your Death. castle being overrun by... I'm afraid of my... So what does the castle represent? Like my life? I think it's, yeah, maybe. So like maybe you're like guarded and then you feel like... It, your insides are dead. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. That's true. That's probably true. It's probably true. All right. So we're bringing this podcast up. <laughs> bringing this podcast up. All right. My insides are dead. I don't know. Or maybe like you're guarded for a reason. All right. I'm guarded for a reason because I feel like if not, then my castle will be raided. Right. And I think mine um, means, it says a fancy ballroom, but it's not a ballroom. Mine was like a big you know, great hall. So I feel like it's kind of like, I like to entertain. Yeah. You're entertaining and you host, you're like a host. Yeah. Hostess. I'm very, uh, outgoing, like exuberant. You, yeah. You'll be the ball of bell of the ball. So the staircase, it's the image that you have in life. Oh, so mine's kind of like quick, <laughs> difficult, quick, <laughs> difficult, but quickly to the top. Oh, and mine is very ornate and clean. Yeah. Not but, ornate, but mine's, but mine's like, you know, like quick, Stur- as quick as you can get to the top. Yeah. But sturdy. Like dizzy also. Well, yeah. I'm film, <laughs> I've been feeling pretty So dizzy. mine is very ornate again. Yeah. But this, mine also can have a big thing to do with uh, Beauty and the Beast. So. <laughs> well, that's, that's true. Mine, mine's kind of like the Beauty and the Beast. Like the, the uh, one that came out with Emma Watson. Oh, yeah, that's true. That, that cobblestone one. Except tightly wound, more tightly wound. Yeah. So the window is the way you feel right now. A small window means you feel depressed and trapped, but a large window um, is invincible, free, and able to achieve what you want. I feel like the Pope, motherfucker. I'm um, like a bishop. Mine is obviously very big and open as well. The view from the window is the overview of your whole life. Mm, I feel open and free. But also... Barren. Well, I was going to say naked. also... Uh, roped off because you have the moat yeah it's true mine was a forest so you see your past like guarded i guess do you see your past because you see where you came from oh yeah okay um the courtyard of the castle um this is the image that you have in your mind of the future mine is very organized and clean and yours has a lot and dead people no, your backyard had cottages oh, full yeah, of villagers. Yeah, yeah. You don't even remember what you had. Well, no, the... Okay, never mind. Okay. Yeah. So I don't really like this one as much as the other one. Yeah, that wasn't as good. But that's okay. But we're going to do the other Hard one now. Hard to interpret. The other one um, I have done before, but I'm going to use the same answers that I did before. All right, now I'll, I'll go for it. Because you probably don't remember your answers. No, I don't. So I'm going <laughs> to go with what I'm feeling. Okay. Feel me, Felix. This one is called A Walk in the Woods. All right, walk me through the woods, Felix. Okay. And I just gave this one to a man not too long ago. All right, a man does. But since I took this before, I knew what everything meant. I'm just going to use my answers from before. All right, yep. Okay. So you are walking in a beautiful woodland area. Woodland area. As the sun shines through the trees and a gentle breeze flows over your whole body. It's a beautiful day. You are walking with someone. Who are you walking with? As a person. Oh, yeah. As a person? Well, like, it's a person walking with you. Mm. Last time you used Sophie, and that wasn't fair. Oh, that's not fair? Because <laughs> it's a human. All right. Human, Halle Berry. Is that really who you're picking? No. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll pick, I'll pick, I'll pick, uh... Uh, Tiffany Amber <laughs> Thiessen. Okay. I mean, you don't know her, but fine. I'll pick you. I picked you. I'll pick you, man. <laughs> of course it's you. Okay, so as you walk through the woods, up ahead you see an animal in front of you. What kind of animal is it? Mine was a bunny rabbit. Hmm. All right, what kind of animal would me and Melly see? Me and Melly would see, ooh, a moose. A moose? We're in Canada. Yeah. Okay. Um, what happens with... You okay? What happens with you and the animal? What interaction takes place between you and the animal? The moose bows graciously. Ooh, very nice. The bunny looks at us, but then hops into the woods. Oh. As you walk deeper into the woods, you come to a clearing, and in the middle of the clearing is a perfect house. Describe its size. 
It is medium. And it is like two story with a thatched roof and like a cobbled chimney because I like the cobbled look. I Clearly, guess. cobble is very big. Cobbled is in right now. It's so in. <laughs> so in. And uh, yeah. So mine is like a little ranch. It's kind of like a hobbit housey type of thing. And it's also cobblestone-y. Um, and it has ivy on it. Ooh. But it's very rounded. Ooh. Okay, as you walk closer to the house and see more of it, is it surrounded by a fence? Is it? Is yours? No. Mine um, has a little fence. Oh, a little baby fence. It's like a little white picket fence. Oh, a little picket fence. Because I've always wanted a white picket fence. Oh. Okay, you tentatively walk to the front door of the house and enter because the door is slightly ajar. Okay. Boop, boop, boop. And as you walk in the door through the dining area, you see a table. Describe what you see on and around the table. I see steins. So beer steins? Yeah, and a candle. Okay. And then there's bread. Yeah. And a ham on the bone. Ooh. Yeah, some meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then a uh, little bit of fruit. Is there any people or anything? Uh, there's four empty chairs. No people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What does the table look like? The table is like... What's that called? Wicker. Okay. So I imagine a table that looks like our dining table. So like round mm. glass. Yes, with a glass center. Yeah, an ornate Yeah, ornate wood carved. Um, and on mine there's just a bowl of fruit. Oh. No people. Two chairs. Okay. I'm not really the chairs are also wicker, obviously, to match. They're not pulling from my imagination very much because it looks very much like our table currently. Yeah. <laughs> okay, as you finish around, as you finish looking around, you exit via the back door to the garden area. Okay. Which has a large area of grass. In the center of the garden, in the grass, you see a cup. Yeah. What is this cup made of? Cup is made of wood. A wooden cup. One cup. Um, my cup is made of blue plastic. Mm. What do you do with the cup? I sniff it. And then what do you do with it? Like, once you sniff it, what do you do with it? I keep. Okay. Um, I drink, or, yeah. What do I do do with it? I think I just drink out of it and hold it. Why do you drink out of it? I don't know. I don't know where that's been. I don't know. That's what I do in my imagination. Leave me alone. No, I'm going in your imagination. (laughs) Okay, as you walk to the bottom of the garden, you find yourself standing at a body of water. What type of water is it? It is Hawaiian punch. No. It's Um, like a river, lake, pond. (laughs) (laughs) It's Hawaiian punch. Um, (laughs) It is a river. A river. Mine's, yep. mine's a lake. Okay, good. Okay. And then you have to get back home, so you have to cross the water. How do you do it? Yeah. So I throw you across <laughs> it, and I use you as a bridge. <laughs> um, I take... I walk down to see if there's, like, a fallen tree, and then I... Move a log and put it across. Hmm. I don't know. So you use the log to get across? Yeah. Do you get wet at all? No. Okay. Because I got skills. So I, I find a bridge that's already made. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. I mean, it's a lake, so I mean, it would have to be a pretty big li- bridge, oh, but I have to walk a good bit. I mean, yeah. Okay, so ready for analyze anal- All right, analyze me. So the person you're walking with is the most important person in your life. No. And you were going to go for Tim- Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Well. <laughs> it's me. Me. The size of the animal is re- representative of your perception of the size of your problems. So you went for a giant fucking animal. Moose. Pretty, 
much like one of the biggest ones in North oh. America. <laughs> I um I went for a bunny, so mine is very small. I got 99 problems, but I'm saying one. The severity of the interaction you have with the animal is representative to how you deal with your problems. It's going to bow to me, bitch. It was passive, so that's good. Mine was also passive. It ran away from me, so I scare my problems. My problems bow to me. You just acknowledge your problems and, and, and go on with your life. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know... I have plenty of them. The size of your dream house is represented the size of your ambition to, re- to resolve your problems. So yours is medium. Yeah. So And mine was small, but I have small problems. So it kind of matches. Well, yeah, I have lots of ambition to resolve my <laughs> problems, but, you know, big problems. No fence is an indicate, indicate, is indicative of an open personality. People are welcome at all times. The presence of a fence is more indicative of a closed personality. You prefer people not to drop by unannounced. That is true because I have to like meticulously clean the house anytime somebody drops by. Yeah, see, I don't agree with this because like I don't like people dropping by unannounced, but like But at the same time, like But okay. at the same time I like people coming by. So if you were lived in the neighborhood of your friends and yeah. they just like came by after work one day, would you be upset about it? No. I probably wouldn't if it was like my best but, friend. Yeah, if it was my best friends. But like Yeah. If it were friend friends Mm-hmm. Yes. So the dur- durability of the material which the cup is made of is representative of the dur- durability of your relationship with the person in number one. Knock on wood. Wood's pretty strong. Plastic well, it is strong. Yeah, it depends. What type of wood? It I mean, says, wood can turn into charcoal. Wood and plastic indicate a strong, lasting relationship. You got me forever, bitch. Wood can turn into to charcoal. You which know can how turn I turn f- into diamonds, which can turn into. You know how I feel about wood being wet, though. <laughs> Yeah. I hate that. Wood can turn into... What you do with the cup is representative towards your attitude to the person, number one. So you'd sniff me and then, and then put me in your pocket. I'd keep you. I would drink you. Drink me up. Drink up, and up. then keep it. Okay, so the size of the body water is representative of your sexual desire. Mm. River Lake, pretty good. Yeah. But how wet you get is indicative to how important your sex life is. So clearly, it is not important to us at all. Oh, Because okay. <laughs> neither of us got away. Anyways. Anyways. So those are my two psychological tests. Oh, two psychological tests. Oh, yeah. I feel like they're bunk. They are. I mean, but they're just fun. Yeah, they're funsies. They're funsies. They're funsies. They're good. They're, uh, they're like, uh, you know, just a little interesting. Yeah, they're fun to do. different. But, um, so, Yeah. Some things on the on the docket here. Docket. Yes, um, my new podcast is. It has the the teaser and the trailer out. The actual episodes will be coming soon. I'm trying to get them done like in a in a group so that I can release them all at the same time. A couple of them, and then I'll do a weekly. All one. of them. Oh <laughs> goodness! The whole. History of the But I'm going to do at least like two or three so that way people can get a taste of it, see if they like it. <laughs> um, I will try to get a new microphone this week so that we don't sound so echoey. Yep, that'll be good. Um, you can day. find us on Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, Gmail. Gmail, send us, send us ideas. It was supposed to be Raps Plane, but you know, I'm uh, out of ideas. Yeah, he yeah, only did two I'm of them and it's already... Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I I don't feel like it's that popular, but you know, I I need ideas from my my corners. Yeah. I need I need corner ideas. But um I hope everybody has a great week. Have a great week, guys. Bye. Bye.